Hey guys, just uh, wanted to let you know that this is kind of a long episode, us talking about uh, Batman a from 1989, so we're going to split this up into two different episodes. Uh, they're both going to be out right at the same time, so you can just listen to both of them, but this is going to be part one, and so uh, yeah, on with the show. Hey everyone, I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. Anyway, welcome to uh, the third ep or no, how many episodes? Second. The second episode of the revamped series that took a two-year hiatus. <laughs> so, uh, yep, last week we talked about uh, the Batman 66 movie, the first actual Batman movie um, on the big screen, and now we will be talking about the second Batman movie, Batman from 1989, the Tim Burton Batman that redefined the character and really redefined superhero movies and the modern day blockbuster too all all kind of at the same time so that's yeah. that's what we'll get into today but before that a little bit of batman news not a whole lot going on um at least in the movie world which is kind of where we focus on because neither of us currently reads the comics because well i don't have a comic shop and they're expensive mm-hmm. um but uh the uh, the first pictures from the the Joker movie, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie, have come out. Well, there was an official picture that came out, and then there was some leaked photos and some video that came out. And um, obviously, like, not in the makeup. Uh, it's just Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix and whatever the heck character he's playing. But um, And apparently his name's Arthur Fleck, which is shortened to, which is shortened to Affleck. If you um, take that out, but uh, anyway, so just uh, initial thoughts on the um, the stuff that's come out, the little bit that's come out so far. Yeah, I mean emphasis on little. I mean, like, yeah, yeah it's not what is there to say about this? It's like who who's excited about this? Uh, I mean, it looks like Joaquin know. Phoenix from any other like Paul Thomas Anderson <laughs> movie he's been in. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's Joaquin Phoenix from The Master. Oh, wait, no, that's from uh, Incoherent Vice or Inherent <laughs> Vice or whatever. Oh, I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's like, no, it's from the Joker movie. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the look, I mean, the look is there. It, it's just like. What look? That's not the pro. I mean, I don't mean like in this picture. I just mean him in general. Um, I mean, yeah, because when he announced it, I'm like, okay. I can see that for sure. Yeah, I mean, he has the perfect everything for the Joker. I mean, he's the right size. He's a skinny, live guy with a creepy looking face. Like it, crazy eyes. Yeah, it's perfect. But um, you know what? You, you know what this picture is? It's like a complete 180 from the first photo they released of Jared Leto, where that picture was so over the top and was so look, it's the Joker. Look at all these pictures. It's totally the Joker. And this one's like, no, it isn't. Yeah. Like they're going the complete opposite direction. Yeah. Which, I mean, it might be, I mean, it's smart to kind of save what he looks like, you know, either save it for the trailer or save it for the official poster or something, you know, don't just, you know, could put the cart before the horse, but it's like, yeah, if you're expecting people to get excited, eh? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't really know what the purpose of it was other than, I, I want to know if this picture was officially released before or after the leaked ones came out. Because I'm not see, I actually didn't, I didn't sure. I see the leaked ones. What, what were they? I mean, it, nothing really. J- just basically just him in a random like alley or scene. One was no him makeup. coming out of like a talent agency apparently. Um, oh. With him like... And then there was pictures of him like smoking. And then there was him, of course, interacting with a clown on the street. Um, oh, really? You think he'll like clowns in the movie? I wonder if that will... Playing to his character Either that later. or not like clowns, because what he did was he took the nose off the clown and threw it. So um, oh, that's that's oh, it's really rewriting the character. That's, I, I, that's clever. Yeah, I know. So uh, yeah, I don't know. There was like a quick video of just that, no, li- literally nothing. Like, there's not. We still don't know anything at all. Well, so it's like, and the worst part about this movie is that it's basically a prequel movie, which I can't stand. Yeah, you know, a movie that exists just to explain everything. It's like. I don't need to see it's, you know, the idea to become a clown. I don't need to see, I don't need, I mean, first of all, I don't need, I don't need to know who he is, who his mother is, what his real name is. Right. It's like, I don't need to see like why he 
I don't know where he gets like his, you know, prop gun, the bang gun. I don't need to see where he gets his electric buzzer. Like, like, you know, like they think they're being clever when they like, you know, kind of hint to it at the beginning of the movie. Like, Oh, this is going to come back later. It's like, no. Yeah. It's like, I I I don't need to see where Wolverine got his leather jacket or how Han Solo got his name. It's like, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's fair. No. And I I agree with that to some kind. I, I don't like retconning necessarily. Oh God! Um, especially with this character. Yeah, it it does. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Totally agree. Stupid idea, anyway. But it is being made regardless. So we'll see what we'll see. Yeah, what in the and world. You and me happens. were talking about this earlier, but like just how quickly it's being produced and being made, you can tell. Like they just put that script together in a weekend. Uh, mo- more than likely, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. It's like, you know, when we haven't heard anything about Man of Steel 2, we haven't heard anything about the Batman movie, and this movie is already filming. When they, I think they announced it only, like, a couple months ago. And it's like... Yeah, it wasn't long ago. It's like, good lord, you can tell, just, you know, their priorities are out, all out of whack. They're like, oh, this character is so marketable and so famous. Any, everyone will go see a Joker movie. Which is, eh, I mean, maybe. it. I don't know. I don't. I, mean, I honestly again, don't know. I, I think a lot of it will depend on when we see the first trailer and kind of start to get an idea of the tone of the movie. And uh, that might not looks. even matter because that happened with Suicide Squad, and we saw how that turned out. That's true. Marketing can be incredibly. Man, you talk about one of the best trailers I've ever seen in my life. First, the first Comic Con trailer for Suicide Squad was absolutely oh. incredible. I, I thought you were going to say that the first Comic Con trailer for Batman vs Superman. No, 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 no. Who cares? I never. I never thought anything of that was very good except for the first picture because the suit was awesome. But other than that, that was the only thing good about the build up to that movie. No, the the first Suicide Squad trailer was amazing. It was so cool. And I was so excited for that movie because I thought it was not going to be what it was. I thought it was actually going to be a movie about villains and this dark movie that was actually almost like a, almost like a thriller horror type not yeah. necessarily horror type, but just a I'll different. Like the, the stuff with the uh, was uh, enchantress, you know, looked kind of horror. Yeah, well, well, that I'm not even talking about that. I just mean the attitude of the characters and oh yeah, the way it was and the darkness, kind of that it felt like. I mean, it's a villain movie. It's a movie about yeah. villains. Like that's the tone you want. I mean, obviously, I never was impressed with the look of the Joker, and then uh, no. I never really thought that part was good, but. But I'll give him credit. I mean, even still, in that trailer, the Joker reveal moment still felt like a big moment. Even though I didn't like the casting or the look of it in the first place, it still felt like a big moment. You're like, okay. And then the whole time, I'm like, oh, this is going to be this is gonna be great. Because, you know, it came out where it's like they're being released, you know, to stop the Joker. And, and I was like, oh, that's a great idea. That's been done before. That's a wonderful idea for a movie. And... And then it all just imploded with the four billion screenwriters or whatever the heck happened. And then they totally shifted the market approach oh, God, about man. halfway through. And they changed it from kind of the Batman. And I think it's because of Batman versus Superman. Um, oh, for sure. They changed it from kind of that, that the darker tone to this weird, like. Trying to be like Guardians of the Galaxy, punk, kind of. Not even. Just like this weird punk. Oh, I think, yeah. Because you got like think about it, you got like gangster the, hipster combination thing. Yeah, but you got the dysfunctional kind of criminals banding together. You got the poppy yeah. soundtrack. I definitely think it was inspired by that. But actually, I'm glad you brought that up because that does bring up some recent news. Uh, this is very little, but uh, apparently the Suicide Squad sequel is still happening. Yeah, it is. We'll I see. told I said um, that last week. I thought and Birds yeah. of Prey too. Both of those are still fully in production. Yeah, but like I also there was another report that like Suicide Squad two was put on the back burner with the oh. whole. Uh, but yeah, so they're still saying that it's like I think they're trying to work on something. But there was a rumor that the next one will be rated R and take place in the Middle East. What? Yeah. So to me, Why? this is actually good. I, I mean, I don't know. But to me, it's good because I feel like it should have been rated R, especially the first one. I don't care. Rated R really? is so overrated. I think I I I think rated R is one hundred percent overrated, and you and let me tell you why. It's because there's there's there is only two differences between maybe maybe three between a rated R movie and a PG thirteen movie now. 
There's almost no difference. The only difference is saying the F word, which we're not going to say on the podcast and, and nudity and not even, not even that necessarily, but like graphic nudity, uh, saying the F word bloody violence and, and like, no, you can even have graphic, graphic and bloody violence in a PG 13 movie, but there is, there is a level, but it's pretty far down the line. Oh, it's gotten more and more and, intense. And yeah. so it's like there's almost no difference. And so I don't care. Like to me, rated R doesn't matter because I've seen a couple of, uh, you know, just from a handful of movies I that, you know, you've seen, you're like, it doesn't really matter. And so see, it, it see, doesn't matter. I disagree. I think it matters depending on what uh, character source material you're doing. Like to me, Deadpool has to be rated R. Yeah, he has to yeah, curse. I would. I agree. Yeah, with, I agree with Deadpool. And then also, like you look at Logan, where it's like after I watch Logan, I have to go back and watch the other X Men movies, even though I like a lot of them. Right. And you see Wolverine cutting up people. It's like, yeah, if he yeah. if he had three razor blades, there'd just be blood everywhere. Yep, like totally it is agree. Logan. I one million percent agree with the, with uh, with Wolverine because that's the yeah. whole. I mean, that's not even just. I mean, that's just the way the character operates. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you have metal claws. What what else is going to happen? So so no, yeah. I no totally agree with that. I totally agree with Deadpool, but like uh, like the you know like the Killing Joke animated movie. Do you yeah. really think that? I mean, it was rated R, but why? What yeah, happened in that movie that was any worse than one of the PG thirteen ones? Well, how was that any? An- how was that any, any any more graphic than Under the Red Hood? Yeah, I mean, it's just weird kind of me for an animated movie to be rated R because there's, like, you know, animated is naturally kind of geared more for, for children. It's kind right. of marketed more for children. And so it's like because a lot of animated movies that are released in the theater, Phantasm, they don't do well when they're still trying to go off, go for that more mature audience. So it's like, again, like making an animated movie R-rated is kind of defeating the purpose, you know? I, I'm not really sure what in that movie gave it the R rating. I, I'm not. Uh, I mean, it was bloody. But so but, were the other ones. Like, yeah, it wasn't much more. Now it, it's weird. Uh, oh, there's some sexual themes, but but not not, not really. Not not rated R sexual themes. No, it's just weird. So did that, anyone did anyone say the F word in it? No. So I, don't I remember. No, they didn't. I just watched it like a couple days ago for the first time in a while. And so I don't really get, I mean, anyway, that, that's a yeah, whole different we'll topic, but, yeah. uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind a suicide squad rated R. I mean, cause it is villains. So that doesn't, that doesn't bother I, me, I, but I don't think no. it needs to be. No, I don't think it needs to be. I do think it would help a little bit. Um, but again, like I think the first one would be fine being people. like kept that tone yeah. that they showed in that first trailer, even though I think that tone like hinted more at a rated R, but we'll yeah. see. I mean, yeah. we'll never know. I don't um, think so. I, n- I don't think that movie was ever going to be rated R. Probably not. But to me, um, to me, like it being ta- it taking place in the Middle East, which I don't know like what story they're going for or whatever. But like the thing I hate about the first one was that the mission was like basically, you know, they got created because Amanda Waller I was so thought they needed, a, you know, a, a, a safe against Just Superman. Superman. Yeah, but then, yeah, yeah. But then they never use them. And then her own witch or whatever it goes bad and yeah, turns the yeah, world yeah. so they bring them in not even to stop the witch to save her from a yeah, building yeah we don't need to we don't need to yeah, review yeah, the whole movie because no, we'll get so, to it at some point in the next yes. several several months yeah um, but my hope is we'll, that the second one if they do make it is that they at least give the them a mission that's more yeah. suitable for why you would have a suicide squad 100 yep. percent agree so hopefully hopefully they will but anyway um and then yeah. the only other news, really small, was uh, about the Joker movie as well, where you know we had talked about Alec Baldwin was first announced to play Thomas Wayne, right, right, which thank God they're not no longer going with. But it's weird because the actor they got to replace him, I forget his name, was an actor in The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I don't really I didn't like. Know. Okay, it was the uh, he was the sleazy senator at the beginning that Catwoman like kidnaps, kind of. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I mean, not memorable, but it's just weird. It's like, okay, you're going to kind of, I mean, obviously the universes aren't even linked at all, but it's right, like. Right, right. I don't so know. I don't care. I don't care no, about but, anything with that. I mean, I don't care either. Well, the only other, was, and well, the only other news was that Matt Reeves apparently turned in whatever the script that he wrote for 
the Batman movie. So. Oh really? Yeah, he he turned in whatever first draft or whatever. So. Exactly. Exactly. That's the first draft. And right. God knows how many people are gonna rewrite right. it. Yeah, that that's been the biggest problem with with the with all these DC movies. There's been many problems, and I don't I don't a lot, necess- of, a lot of big movies in general too. But the biggest problem with these DC movies so far, I think the number one biggest problem has been the just amount of people messing with them. So anyway, yeah. but uh, so that's really that's really that's it, it as yeah. far as Batman news goes. No, so, um, no update on Henry Cavill. Nope. Or or Ben Affleck. Nope. Which is I don't care. It's fine. Nah, I just feel bad for whenever. people who do care and are <laughs> <laughs> waking up every morning and like checking the internet. It's like, oh God, just put those poor people out of their misery. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree, I agree. It, people need to not care as much about uh, things that are going to be bad. Yeah, but I mean, we're all guilty that I, of that was something, I'm sure. Yeah, that's true. Our feelings well, get in the way. They do, they do. Well, anyway... So that does it for uh, that part, and now we'll uh, get into the uh, the main topic. So we are discussing Batman from 1999, Tim Burton's Batman, Michael Keaton's Batman, Jack Nicholson's Batman. Really, the uh, the first, the, really you could say the first real Batman movie. I mean, if oh, you yeah. really think about, because I mean, as wonderful as Adam West movie is, we talked about it last week. So it's so great, but it's yeah. not. I mean, it's not really Batman. It's very different Batman. It's very different. You know, it's a comedy. It's a comedy. This is the first serious Batman movie that was ever released and was a long time in the making. I mean, I think this movie took like almost 10 years to just put all the way together from the initial concept to it finally getting bought by Warner Brothers and then or finally being decided to, to go and then just that whole process. It took about 10 years. And it, uh, you know, it had to fight through all of the, the, and again, as great as the, um, sixties TV show was, it did kind of, it kind of wrecked the Batman image in at least yeah. the mainstream eye. Cause that was Batman. So yeah, as great as it was stigmas that, you know, it was hard for Batman to kind of break out from yeah and so as great as it was because it got the character noticed and gave it new life it also really kind of shoehorned it into this comedy area which is not really what the character was and it it took i mean it had already been brought out at least in the comics i mean you had denny o'neill and and neil adams batman all in the 70s and stuff with some with very serious stories and and then (laughs) and then it wasn't really until though the mid 80s when it really shifted, and obviously Dark Knight Returns was the first thing that really shifted that. Frank Miller's book, and then Year One came out, oh, yeah. you know, the next year, and in, in the like '86 and '87. So that really cemented the Batman as this very dark character, and a whole new level of, you know, just level of Batman. And so that kind of all played into it. So the whole idea, though, this whole time was the people, and I don't remember all the names. I watched. I watched this movie like three times over the past week. I watched the whole God. commentary with Tim Burton. I watched the whole documentary on it. Yeah. And um, I forgot all the people's names involved, but the initial yeah, like all guy. The and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But the initial guy, there was one guy who kind of sh- started the whole process. And the whole idea was a dark Batman, like a like a real Batman. And mm-hmm. it was a con- there was a lot of pushback at the beginning where it's like no, we want to make a comedy. And then at one point they were like, it was all these ideas of casting these actors and then doing this. And then, uh, there, at one point it was like, pretty sure one of the big rumors was casting Bill Murray as Batman with what? someone else as like Robin with like Eddie Murphy as Robin or something like that. like to do like uh. a straight up comedy. And then I heard another thing that talked about, uh, casting Bill Murray, but not in a comedic role. But because uh, I mean, Bill Murray obviously he's known for doing comedy, but he, you know he's still a serious actor and can do. Hey, that. He can be, yeah. So that was part of it too, and Ugh. all this other stuff, all these other rumors. But ultimately, finally gets settled. They pick they pick this up and coming director Tim Burton to direct it, who had directed a bunch of shorts and then had directed Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which is a great movie. It is, and had directed Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, yeah. 
and it was just coming off that, and that was kind of the final thing. They, they kind of talk about, are they kind of waited to initially push the ball until Beetlejuice came out to see how it did, and uh, so that was so like he had the job, but the whole thinking, at least from him, was well, if Beetle, Beetlejuice flopped, then they might have gone with someone else. But um, oh yeah, and they do that all the time. Even, yeah, they still do that now. So uh, that that was obviously a, a big hit. And so he he was the kind of was in charge of directing the movie, and they had a guy. Oh man, now I forgot his name. Now I got to look up who was the first writer was. It was Sam something. Sam Ham. Yes, Sam Ham was the initial writer of the movie. And again, big Batman fan. Yep. Dark Batman. That was you really know respect the character in the script, all the stuff. Great script. And yep. so they uh you know that was kind of the initial pairing where the movie started, and then. The next kind of big, big step was casting Jack Nicholson as Joker, which was huge. And another big oh, yeah. reason why the movie even was what it was. Because, yeah. I mean, it got, yes. you had a big bona fide movie star who was now going into this comic book movie, which yeah. was almost unheard of. I mean, I guess it kind of happened in Superman because they got Marlon Brando to be in Superman. Yeah, but- but yeah, Marlon Brando was like, I mean, really glorified cameo in that movie almost for how little mm-hmm. he's in compared to right. uh, Jack Nicholson. Right. And uh, that was, uh, and, and Jack Nicholson was like the guy, like that was always oh, yeah. the guy who they wanted, like pretty much from the start. It was like Jack Nicholson as the Joker, which I mean, no duh. I mean, he, he doesn't even have to do anything to be a Joker. I mean, Jack Nicholson's already basically like that. I mean, yeah, kind of in real life. <laughs> and so, so you know, great casting choice. Added immediate credibility to the movie. Um, it's immediately now looked at as a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, well, then, and they were smart for probably casting him first because uh, then they then they came out that they had casted Michael Keaton as Batman. Oh, yeah. Which, man, you talk about... over well. I mean, I was listening to people talk about it and everything, and they're... There wasn't any, there wasn't internet at the time, yeah. and and the hatred for this was still going around, even without. I mean, imagine if Twitter was around. Oh God! I mean, I mean, we all saw what happened with the Ben Affleck casting. Oh yes, I was part of it. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, I was on the front line. <laughs> yeah, me too. And I, and I, I, I'm not ashamed. I, no, and uh, part of me is like, eh, could have been. I still blame the script and all that stuff more than him. I'll give him. Yeah. I'll, I will say that there were definitely parts of Ben Affleck's Batman that I enjoyed, but that's and that he proved again, me wrong. Yeah. Beside right. the point. Anyway, so big deal because I mean this is a comedic actor. I mean uh, mostly. Com- I mean he done some some stuff, but this is a primarily comedic actor. Yeah. And he's like five eight. I and think? not a big guy at yeah. all. So and it just, was like, and what? not like intimidating looking, and no. certainly nothing like what Bruce Wayne usually looks like in the comics. Right? Yeah. No. No. Like nothing. Curly hair, short. Mm-hmm. You know, and, kind of narrow shoulders. It's like what? Yeah. And so big blowback. Yeah. Um, but then at some point, I'm not sure how all this timeline necessarily worked out, but then they had the picture, the first picture of him as Batman. And that kind of settled everyone down because they went with basically like a molded bodysuit, which basically meant it didn't really matter what you, your physique was. It you know yeah. almost anyone could have been Batman in that, which yeah. I think was a brilliant idea. Oh yeah, um, and at the same time made sense because it's like well yeah Batman would probably wear body armor like yeah. it makes you know totally makes sense. But it was a badass look, and so that settled a lot of people down, and. Um, but really, the first big thing, and and one thing that we you know I, at the beginning I mentioned that this changed it obviously changed Batman the perception yeah. of Batman it changed comic book movies it made them blockbusters even though Superman did yep. really well but it was not nearly this level and no. then but it also changed the movie industry the blockbuster industry because the way this movie was promoted was Marketed, brilliant. Yeah. Like the marketing for this movie was like none other. I mean, it was yeah. insane. The buzz. I mean, they had toy, you know, toys, advertisement tie in stuff just everywhere. I mean, there was yeah. a freaking huge thing of Batman, not even with any words or anything, just the logo at times square for like a year. 
Yeah, I remember. Like, uh, you know, huge, huge marketing for this movie. So the buzz was enormous. And then the first trailer came out, which wasn't even really a trailer. It was really just a couple of scenes that were pasted together for like 30 seconds. And it was, it just showed, it showed, I believe the first trailer, um, it showed like, uh, like Bruce Wayne, like Vicky Vale, like asking about Bruce Wayne, like to Bruce Wayne. And then just like, and then like a comment, I think something like, like them introducing themselves and then him, then her saying like, well, what do you do? And then it cuts to a scene of like the Batmobile and then like him as Batman, like an action thing. And, mm-hmm. and now it's kind of it. Like it was just kind of a couple of things like that. It but, was like a teaser. Yeah. Yeah. It was, but it wasn't like not even any music. I think it was literally just scenes cut together, but it was huge. I mean, that thing was Enor- just that little teaser was just massive, massive amounts of play. And then when the trailer came out, like people were like they were, you know, because at the time trailers, there was no Internet. So where are you going to see trailers? You're going to see the TV spots on mm-hmm. just on TV and you're going to see the full trailers only at movie theaters. Other movies. yeah. And so movies were selling out just so people could watch this trailer. Yeah. People were buying tickets and then leaving. After the trailers, which I, I can't, I cannot fathom that. Like, like I no, can't I mean, wrap my head around that. But you look at it now as like now people, a lot of people go to Comic-Con simply just to go to Hall H and see the trailers. Yeah, well, that Where, is like true. a lot of people don't even go on the floor anymore. They just go for that reason. So that's I mean, true. that's kind of what started it all. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a fair point. But, um, yeah. So the buzz just just massive all all this you know all the stuff going on the trailer all the looks and everything and then when this movie comes out it, it is the biggest opening i believe ever uh, at, I the think at the time yeah, i think it was, it was the biggest Jurassic open Park. of all time and and it was the first movie that really kind of set the model for making all of the money in the first like couple weeks Cause that yeah. like it was the fastest movie ever to like a hundred million or two hundred or whatever it was, like it made like a hundred million in like the first like couple of weeks, which was like unheard of. Yeah. And then uh, I think it still reached like two hundred faster than any but any other movie, but yeah. then kind of stopped. And I think it maxed out at like two hundred fifty million in like the U.S., which That's was at the yeah. which wasn't quite the most uh, the biggest movie at the time because I think E.T. still was. Yeah, I was gonna say, but uh, but also at the same time, ET movies like that were in for like a year, and exactly, Batman was only. Movies. And this was this movie kind of stopped that because at the time yep. movies were you know around big movies were around for you know a year and in theaters. Yeah, yeah. And this movie I think was in theaters for like five or five months, five or six months, which now seems you know incredibly long, but at the time not quite oh, as okay. much. But it was wow. also the fastest turnaround movie I was reading to like VHS. Like it was the fastest like theater to VHS movie ever, and because yeah, I, I think it was funny. I think it was out in VHS by that Christmas. That's crazy. And um, I also think it was one of the first ones that was like 1999 because this was still at the time when VHS was still you know in the 80s it was around but like it was really expensive because that's yeah. how like the rental stores and everything. I mean they would buy movies for 99 bucks. That's how much a movie was just the base price of a VHS. And then that's how, you know, that's how rental companies were so, so successful. Um, yep. And then this is when it kind of started. They started to become more affordable at this point. And then obviously in the 90s, that was totally different. And it was, yeah. you know, a big market. But yeah. Um, yeah, so just hugely successful movie. I mean, it pretty much did everything that everyone was looking for at the time. Made it because it was it was a dark Batman. It wasn't the can't the goofy of the TV show, you know, way more serious and yeah, but, um, yeah, that's kind of the background with it. And then, uh, yeah. So I guess you want to start, uh, actually going through the movie. Uh, I mean, yeah. Do you want to talk about, I mean, cause I think, well, we can talk about a little bit about like how, like when we saw this movie and how, how yeah. prominent it was in our, our lives, this Obviously, this came out before both of us were born, right? Um, and of course, this was like the biggest one of the biggest influences on the animated series. Yep. Um, and so I grew up on the animated series and watched that. I, and for whatever reason, 
maybe because they were just a little bit too dark. When I was a kid, I never really watched this one. Returns. I watched Batman Forever, uh, and then unfortunately Batman and Robin. But <laughs> yeah, so I didn't. I didn't see this one until I want to say like maybe like I was an adolescent, maybe teenager. Okay. Um, I don't know. What about you? I this this movie was interesting. My whole upbringing was was different than yours. Like I didn't see right. anything growing up. I wasn't allowed to watch hardly anything um, for a long time. Really till high school, I wasn't allowed to watch much. It was very uh, controlled, I guess is a good way to put it. Um, so I knew a lot of these things because I was super, I was really into superheroes as a kid, but mm-hmm. I I couldn't watch the movies. But <sighs> sad, uh, yeah, I know. At least uh, at least not for a while. Um, and so again, the first superhero movie I saw in theaters was Iron Man in two thousand eight. Um, crazy, yeah. So. Uh, but what I did was I had so much stuff. I had, um, I had magazines. I had like trading cards of all of them. I just couldn't see the movies, but I had like all the stuff. And so I remember my dad had a bunch of stuff on this movie because you know when it came out, I mean it's massive. And my dad was a big comic book fan and big Batman fan, and so he had a lot of. So I remember I I read a lot of magazines from the time that he had on it. So I'd seen all the pictures of it. I knew pretty much the whole story from it all before I saw the movie. Um, but one of, you know, one of the biggest things with this movie that like this tie in kind of had is, well, OK, you know, Six Flags has oh, yeah. has Gotham City in it, yep. at least at least the one in, in Atlanta does. And um, and so going there. They had a Gotham City. So I knew all this. And, and it's modeled after those Tim Burton Batman movies. Yeah, like the whole yeah. look of everything. I mean, you hear that Batman theme playing. There's a Batmobile there. That's that it's Batmobile. Awesome. Yeah. And at the time, they don't do it anymore. But at the time, th- this is actually, you know what? It's funny. Uh, last week, we talked about how kind of my first Batman was really the, uh, the Adam West Batman. And that's the first Batman movie I ever saw. And um, that was kind of my introduction. But... My first memory, actually, of Batman was at Six Flags. And at the time, they had this stunt show. I don't know if you ever went to it. They had a Batman stunt show. And you can, like, the whole stage area is all still there. It's just not used. And um, it it would just be this weird thing like there wasn't even much of a story. It was literally just kind of a stunt show where they'd have, like, a a Joker and henchmen and police and they'd there'd be shootouts all on this stage it was like it was all outdoors and there's like some bleachers and there was like this big open concrete space that was like built like with a stage with and it had like okay is your mic your mic keeps messing up oh sorry anyway i don't know i just keep hearing it fuzz um anyway back to uh this so they had like they had like these like bleachers and a stage and, uh, you know, they had like kind of building facades built on it and, and all this stuff. So there'd be like these police shootouts and all this stuff. And then the Joker would come out and do stuff. And then Batman would come out, you know, a guy dressed as Batman and he'd fight, he'd fight the thugs and knock them off the railings, buildings, and they'd fall down. There'd be like fire explosions from when people throw stuff. And then the Batmobile, they had a Batmobile that would come in and drive like around it doing stuff. And I mean, it was literally just kind of that. It wasn't, there wasn't much of a story, I don't think. And then he captured the Joker at one point. But that's my first actual memory, I think, of, like, Batman at all that I can think of. That was probably, like, you know, three or four oh, watching. Wow. And it scared me to death, this stunt show. But, um, because I didn't like loud noises when I was that young. Oh, but, sure. But, uh, so, so kind of that whole feel of Batman was very much a part of me knowing Batman. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, but I didn't see the movie probably until I was probably around the same age you were talking about. Maybe, maybe like 11, like yeah. something like 10, 11, 12, something yeah. in there. But I already knew most of the story before then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I already knew most of it before, you know, all that stuff before then. But that's probably when I did. But, but this Batman in general was still very much in my upbringing of Batman, as was the animated series too, even though I didn't watch it a ton. All of that was still kind of part of 
my Batman stuff. So it, this was definitely a big part of my kind of start with Batman. Sure. I mean, I think for most people, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So I guess we've talked a lot about the, you know, around it and stuff. So yeah, yeah. the movie is, you know, obviously Gotham city, it's approaching a 200th anniversary. That's kind of the story with the movie, but, um, and there's, you know, a bunch of mob bosses. There's one main mob boss that the Joker works for. Uh, Carl Grissom is the mm. name of the main mob boss. And Joker is Jack Napier, his kind of right-hand man. Already kind of a psycho. They do a good job of kind of setting that up ahead of time. But um, I mean, that, That's why you cast Jack Nicholson. Yeah, which it, it does. It fits great. And, um, and then... You know, so that's kind of that setup with those characters. But then Bruce Wayne, man, we don't even see Bruce. When is the first time we see Bruce Wayne? It's at that party, right? Yeah, at the beginning. And so it starts off. Oh yeah, because we see Bat. We see Batman before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that that was Batman that's first. the opening of the movie. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a great. That that might be the best part of the movie. Is the opening's awesome, and yeah. uh, so it opens with it very much like the origin of Batman look with the. Husband and wife and the kid leaving theater and the going through the alley and then alley. being mugged by two guys. They don't kill him, though, but they mug him and, and steal their stuff. And then you see them on top of a roof. Oh, and it's so good because they're just yep. talking about Batman and they're already scared of him. They're already scaring themselves of Batman and they haven't even seen him, which is like the whole point of Batman, which is just awesome. I love mm-hmm. that. I mean, you—they already set it up right from the right off the bat. You know that you're getting scary, dark Batman, and uh, and then there's an awesome shot of him just you see in the background, lower down, just coming down and I through love the it. smoke. Oh, it's so good! And then at one point, just they turn around, and he's just up there, just cape out, and then just comes in and beats the crap out of him, kicks the one guy through a wall. And then the other guy tries to get away. He shoots the bat rope at him and grabs. Like, it's just great. Don't kill me. Don't kill me, man. Don't kill me. Don't kill me, man. I'm not going to kill you. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. Oh, it's great. Awesome. And then throws him. And the whole, and then, uh, and then he jumps off the building and is gone. So you get kind of the first Batman disappearance too, which is just great, and just a really, really fun way to start off the whole movie. It really sets the tone of kind of yeah. what you're what you're gonna get. Um, but uh, in uh, in hindsight, why didn't he stop the robbery? Because uh, <laughs> they show uh, him in a weird CGI Batman where he's like looking up on the roof, and then you see that like right before all this, and he's like watch. He's apparently watching this go down. And yeah, why doesn't he stop him? I mean, if you, I mean, if you think about it too much, okay. I mean, because <laughs> I, I, I actually, I think I have more problems with this movie than you do, uh, no doubt. But like, yeah. but that. That is one that I easily Oh, believe me, because... I have many problems with this movie, and we will get oh. to them. Regardless of how much I like this movie, there are many. Pro- there are three primary problems with this movie, and we will. And I get feel to like I already know what yours are. <laughs> yes, and we will get to all of them. But yeah. uh, that's kind of the intro to Batman. But then you see an intro, and then you see the introduction to Alexander Knox, and then Vicky Vale, who are Knox is literally just really no point of him except for kind of hyping up the Batman character. Um, yeah, I feel like comedic relief too. I feel like he was supposed to be comedic relief. Yeah. yeah that's, I think I, cause I saw some behind the scenes and yeah. it's like, cause there was a lot of studio interference with this movie. Yeah, um, there was, I forget which producer. I think it was Peters, like John Peters or something. It might've been him. He, um, was, one of them, he yeah. was the one who was like, he was the reason why like there are two print songs. And, well, um, that's fine. I think the Prince stuff fits with the Joker character. It fits, but there's a reason why it's specifically Prince. And yeah, like, well, not he was just, a like, Warner you know, Brothers artist, too. Person. Well, he was yeah. a Warner Brothers artist, so. Yeah, and also, like, why, like, uh, like the bat boots are, like, made from Nike. It's like, that, a lot yeah, of but that, nobody like, knows that. None of that stuff bothers no. me. But that was, like, but yeah, when you find out about later, it's pretty much all from the same guy. But, um, yeah, yeah, I forget. Um, yeah, but, anyway, but yeah, he, I think he would one who wanted, uh, 
Knox to be like the comedic yeah. funny guy. Well, and then we get introduced to Bruce Wayne. Basically, there's a gala or whatever going on at Wayne Manor, and which there always is. And um, and then you you know you meet you end up meeting Bruce Wayne, and actually you meet Alfred first. Um, which okay, we'll we'll talk about this. This is the worst Alfred in the history of the world. Um, but but the only scene where I like Alfred is when we first meet him during this party scene and it's right when Knox is walking around and he takes the glass off the tray that Alfred adds and then he pulls up a crumpled $1 bill and throws it and like gives it to him and Alfred just <laughs> picks it up like with two fingers and looks at it like what is this and then walks off that's my favorite Alfred moment of this movie um because there's not many and, yeah I was gonna uh, say do you you do not like this Alfred because I'm assuming because what what he does in the movie and not because of the portrayal. There's for everything. Nothing oh. about this Alfred feels like an Alfred. You really you don't like Michael uh was it Goff? Yeah, it's something Goff I mean he's or whatever. The, yeah, the Alfred who's like in Yeah, he's like the only character that's in all four movies. Um Yeah. He's just it's not him, it's the writing of the character. Yeah. Every time that. he speaks, you're just like this guy's an idiot. <laughs> like all he cares about is just getting Bruce Wayne married. That's like the yeah. only thing he cares about in every movie. Anyway, um, but that's that's beside the point. But we we have Vicky Vale going through trying to figure out who Bruce Wayne is, which is stupid. How in the world does nobody know? Yeah, that, that who Bruce Wayne sense. is. No. That it doesn't make any sense. It, it's Bruce Wayne. He's the yeah. billionaire. That's Everyone, another character who I. I... I do not like in this movie. It's probably Vicky Vale. No, but it's one thing I, I again read in a ton of stuff. She's, she's arguably kind of the main character. Like yeah. everything happens around her, and then Batman and the Joker are these other forces. But she's yeah. kind of the central, quote unquote, I guess, human side of the movie that kind of we're following. Which I don't like. No, 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 me neither. But 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 she kind of is and. I I I I don't really care one way or another about Kim Bassinger. I don't uh, think she's that great, and I haven't yeah. seen. But I haven't seen a ton of her movies, so whatever. I know she won an Oscar, so good for her. But um, sure. Uh, she's not good in this movie, but no. but the character is not good. Again, I don't know necessarily if it's her fault because the character is just so poorly written. Yeah. Um, all literally all she does is scream. That that's oh, basically God. all she's there for. She screams yeah, at that's, everything. That's, that's too much. But uh, anyway, so she of course r- walks to Bruce Wayne and asks who Bruce Wayne is, and Bruce Wayne is like, "Well, I'm not sure," which I thought was funny. But um, because uh, he's almost saying it like, "How do you not know who I am?" And I think that's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and another thing, I I like. I like Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne a lot. Really? Yeah. Because it makes... I don't... Again, it's very... Look, it's very different Bruce Wayne, and it's not it what we're used to. But at the same time, if you're looking... Again, I've, I've listened to too many things. I, I listened to whole <laughs> Tim Burton commentary. Um, The whole reasoning for the character and the Michael Keaton character is... He wanted someone... He liked the idea of it being someone who had to dress up as a bat to get this stuff done who had to look like this and had to make himself this bigger okay, character I see what you're like, yeah. like like an unremarkable who had to make himself this thing and also sure. because of the way and then and then they made the character purposely distracted that's the best way to describe this Bruce Wayne and I like yeah. that I like oh, okay. that because he's always thinking like he's Batman and and he really is not concerned with being Bruce Wayne at all. No, and and that's my problem. But yeah, when you when you say it like that, I yeah, I can I can see the mirror behind it, and yeah, I don't hate it as much. I mean, I don't hate it, but yeah, yeah, when you describe it like that, I, I like that. And I and I always liked. I I had no problem with his him in this movie at all. I I've always liked him in this movie. I mean, I am a huge Michael Keaton fan anyway. And oh, I mean, I love Michael Keaton. Yeah, and I well. I like him in this movie because I I don't know I. Some some of it is you know, obviously some of, some of the motivations are wrong, but in yeah. general, the way he portrays it is is it makes sense. And and another reason why they liked he he liked this this guy is 
he has a crazy he he looks crazy like yeah. like you'd believe this guy is partial he wanted to he because he, you know tim burton's not a comic fan i mean he knew the character but no. he's not like a batman fan or a comic fan or anything and so he his whole thing looking at it was how could a normal person just dress up as a bat it'd have to be someone who is partially insane like, that does make sense. I like mean, there had you can't to be argue a, with that. There had to be a level of insanity there or a level mm-hmm. of, you know, something that's kind of off. And I thought if you look at it all that way, it all makes sense. The whole Bruce Wayne character and my, the way Michael Keaton portrays everything really fits with kind of the tone and of the character in the movie. Um, but um, anyway, so they uh, she she does they do all that thing. You see Commissioner Gordon leave because he hears that Napier is robbing Axis Chemicals because he was set up by Carl Grissom, who knew that he was sleeping with his girlfriend or whatever. And yeah, that was sets him up, and then so they they leave, and then then there's this weird scene in this random. And then Knox and Vicky Vale, I guess, are trying to follow them, and then end up lost and. Go into this room that Bruce Wayne has that has all these military or like weapons in them and start talking about it. And then he shows up and is like, Hi, I'm Bruce Wayne. And it's just like, Okay, this is weird. And oh, yeah, I forgot about that scene. And that's like the only because you didn't watch the whole thing. And um, <laughs> I'm telling you, Ian, you were the worst person at preparing for these. It's only these. <laughs> you have seven days to watch two hours. <sighs> Unbelievable. Don't worry. Anyway, the other ones would be better. But um, and and that's like the only time we ever get to think that this guy's trained anywhere else is because he has all this stuff that apparently he traveled around and bought everywhere. That's the only hint of like this guy having any training at all. Um, and it's not even much of a hint. So yeah. Anyway, but and then then we go into the beginning. You know, the Axis Chemical Plant scene, which I think is awesome. I think that's the other probably best part of the movie. (sighs) I love I I like I like that scene a lot because you know yeah. Napier and all the guys were set up. The police come. There's the dirty Lieutenant Eckhart who's basically saying let's kill them all. And so big shootout. All this stuff stuff goes flying. Chemicals are spilling, and Napier's trying to run away. And then Batman shows up, and it's awesome. And mm-hmm. then just because he shows up and shoot and shoots the rope around the one guy and just pulls him off and then ties it off. So the guy's just hanging there and it's like, Oh, that's such a Batman moment. Um, and then, and then, and then you see commissioner Gordon see Batman for the first time. and just has that great reaction when he, when he sees him. Just, oh, that's, that's fantastic. And then, um, I don't know. You want to describe the rest of it? I mean, well, cause, cause you say you like to see a lot and I do. I do. I like the scene itself. Like the only thing I'm conflicted about is that, uh, you know me. I'm a, like I like if I'm gonna have the Joker. I mean, that's really my biggest problem with this movie is that. Uh, I mean, and we'll talk about the second biggest problem really that also deals with the Joker. Um, but like I, I, I just you know I don't like again knowing the Joker's name and yeah. seeing how he becomes a Joker. You, you can like put a label on it and go. And point to it specifically on a timeline like this is when he became the Joker. Yeah. Although again, Jack Nicholson does do a good job of of being crazy enough to where like you can tell that he was always kind of had the Joker within him. And right. then this you could argue is what brings it out, falling to the chemicals. But it is a great scene and Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean I get I get that. But but yeah. in this instance I don't care because it's a movie and they have to do that. Especially sure. with this first one. You can't just throw in the character. Like I get it. I totally yeah, get like, it, so it doesn't that's bother me. a good me. point, especially with this being like really the first Batman movie that pretty much anyone saw, really. Right. Um, that a lot of makes people sense. don't even Where know who like, the Joker is. Yeah, if, if you had a Joker just come out of nowhere who's been there, who's been in Gotham for years, that's a good point. People would be like, what? Yeah, but it's just great how he, he gets the Joker, or not the Joker yet, he gets Napier, Jack, yeah. and then uh, Bob the Goon puts a gun at Gordon's head and says, let him go or I'm going to kill Gordon. Which I'm not really sure how he knew that that would work because they haven't even Batman and Gordon haven't even met yet. I guess maybe because it's just a person, but um, and uh, but he he does he lets him go, and then you see this great reaction from Napier who just kind of like 
yeah, get off me. Just this kind of <laughs> reaction. And then he turns and goes, nice outfit. And then turns to grab the gun and turns back around. And we see kind of the first Batman gone moment, which is great. Because that's just, yeah. that's Batman. And yeah, and, and that's become so famous now. It's like, you have to do it. Oh, it's so good, though. Yeah. And uh, that's never not good. And um, no. and then he, then he turns around and shoots Eckhart, which is kind of weird. And Batman just lets all this happen. So... This Batman lets a lot of stuff happen, which I realized watching this again. And he lets he lets a lot of people die, and he lets a lot of crimes take that's, place. That's one of my biggest problems with this movie. Is like to me, it's like no matter how much I like Michael Keaton, no matter how much I love how like Gotham looks and yeah. just like the directing of like the map paintings. Yeah, how Gotham feels like it's not just any other city. Yeah, it's, it's a, like it's whenever great. whenever I see Batman killing people, I well, it's it automatically. Yeah, he, Okay. Yeah, there's there's I mean, some of that. The, but the, the goon at the end in the tower that yeah. he just blew. Yeah, that's yes, yes. You're right. He does blow that's up a whole. He blow ups. He blows up the whole plant with people yep. in it too. So um, yeah, Lights no, one he, he definitely. Guy on fire. Uh, he definitely uh he definitely does. That's that that's true. But um, uh, <clears throat> anyway. So and then but then he shows back up. Napier then he gets scared and. Tries to shoot him, and then he deflects a bullet off like three things, and then into, into his face. Yeah. Which I'm not really sure how all that worked. Uh, I'm I, the only thing watching it again. It must have like gone through one cheek and out the other. That's the only thing I can understand why it would look like that from yeah, a bullet hitting you like, like in the blood face. On both his, on, right on both his cheeks. So it looks like he you know, he's been like scratched. Right. But so the only thing I can maybe, think of is maybe if it went one through one cheek and out the other. That that's what I'm gonna go with because that's the only thing yeah. I can think of. Sure. And then he falls off, is holding on, Batman's trying to hold him on, and then they do this weird little thing where they're showing, like, his face, and it almost looks like he's, like, intentionally letting him go. You can't really tell. And yeah. then, but then he slips, falls in the acid, and that's kind of it. And then there's awesome scene of Batman, the police being like, stay there, and then Batman throwing the smoke down and then just grappling out of it, which was awesome. Yeah, which we haven't, we haven't seen a good Batman smoke bomb in, like, was the last time we saw that in the movie? Yeah, they don't do it a whole lot. And no. but they did it, but in this movie they do and it's awesome. Oh, it's um, great. And oh, uh, Batman begins. They do in Batman. Yeah, begins. yeah, yeah, they do. So that's kind of the end of that. All right, we're going to put a pin in that one. That is where we will stop part 1. And then if you just click on over to the next episode, we will start off by talking about Jack Nicholson's Joker and the rest of the Batman 1989 movie. So go ahead and check that out.